0: Welcome. Welcome to the Unity Center of Positive Living. And now I'm going to let Tom read from the Daily Word.
1: Freedom. Taking responsibility for my life leads me to freedom. Each life has its shares of ups and downs. Like most people, I felt blessed by my happy experiences and laid low by my more difficult ones. I've used the spiritual tools of forgiveness and gratitude to learn from and move beyond my more painful experiences. This kind of spiritual housekeeping is my key to lasting freedom. By releasing blame and regret over and over again, if necessary, I am ensuring that I will not be bound by the past and limited by an outworn image of myself. Life is dynamic and so am I. My growth is dependent upon my forward movement and I commit to embracing the freedom that comes from leaving the past behind. With gratitude, I bless the person I was. With faith, I reach unencumbered for the person I am becoming for you were called for freedom, brothers and sisters, Galatians 5.13. All right, thank you, Tom.
0: Everybody still here, Eagle okay out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. All
0: right, and, and now it's time for us to sing Surely the Presence, lift give penny just a moment to get her slideshow going
3: here. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. I can feel the mighty Feel the rush of angel wings, I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. Surely.
0: All right, thank you, Mike and Karen. And now it's time for our opening statement. Let's all say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And now it's time for our welcoming song, which is, I believe in us.
3: I may not know what's coming I may not know what's up ahead Sometimes it makes me feel like running Sometimes it leaves me so scared choose faith and I can choose trust like a running Sometimes it leaves me so scared (laughs)
0: And <laughs> now it's time for our greetings and announcements. Go on gallery view, and you can all wave hello at everybody. Let's see if we can get the crowd in here. Let's see, but you have to wave your hands, guys, so I can see where you are.
4: <laughs> tell, us, tell us who's in there, Johnny.
3: There you go, now they can hear you go. Today,
4: today, in the
0: garden room, we have <laughs> are Wait, you... I'm going to go to Sam Kitty. No, so, we're uh... not doing that. Stuff. Are, are you need president? Jerry is here. And Vernon and John are over there. And Denise is here with Richard. i to
2: go Sam and,
0: and over here, we've got Joy and Penny and Deb Matthew. There you go.
2: Wow. Up. Come on, Gabby.
0: And now it's.
2: Want to say hi to Penny? Hurry up. Say hi to Penny. Hi, hi Gabe. Hi, Gabe. This Salem. <laughs>
1: nice kitty, Gabe. <laughs>
5: That's Salem.
1: Hi, Gabe. Hi, Salem. Hi, Mary.
5: Hi, Tom. There you go. Okay, everybody saw Salem. Okay. Put Salem down now. On show Penny. She's, Salem. She's on.
0: Now it's, now it's time for our announcements. Okay, let's mute it now. And you know, our, our usual announcements, we of course,
2: well, I got nothing.
0: <laughs> Anybody else, any announcements?
1: Yeah, we just wanna pass along um, thanks to Irene for her weekly email that lists all of the um, various wonderful things that our speakers do, um, grandfathers and Dr. Daria's and what else, Um, uh, Mariette's, um, weekly, zo- uh, YouTube. And of course, Reverend Rosella Sims and her recent works. So would you tell us about those?
4: Sure. I would be glad to tell you about those. So I've written three books that have been published now. And the fourth one actually will be published in two weeks. But uh, three of them are out there and available on Amazon um, already. So if you just put my name in on in Amazon, they'll come up for you. So yeah, pretty cool. Thank you.
0: Anybody else? Oh, Deb's got something to say. Come on up, yeah.
2: <laughs> to anyone that knows what's been going on with my dad, um, he's in a safe place now. Or since last Friday, a week ago. Yeah. It's a couple, they tried to like dadnap them. I don't know what they were trying to do. But anyway, some of you know what's going on. Some didn't. Um, He's in a good place now. Like the next street over from me. So, all right. And you know, a good adult family home. So, yeah. Wonderful news.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Deb. Yay. Okay. So now it's time for a unity statement. And let's all say it together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Now it's time for our song of joy. Today we'll be singing, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, flow through.
3: When I pray, uh, yeah, it's just when I pray. <laughs> <laughs> the Lamb of God part, um, is from a different song, maybe last week. When I pray, I feel my heart go deeper, my heart go deeper. In I feel my heart go deeper My heart go deeper Pray, I feel my heart go deeper. My heart go deeper into love.
0: All right, how about a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, now it's time for a reading.
5: My reading is from the Unity booklet, um, Courage to Imagine. It's an older one. And it is a daily word from September 27, 1981. And it's on joy. Today, joy radiates throughout my entire being. There is power in joy, healing power, harmonizing power, prospering power. Joy is a gift from God available to each one of us. I affirm joy. In doing so, I feel the joyous life in every cell of my body. Joy promotes life and brings healing where it is needed. I affirm joy and my spirits are lifted. The inner joy, which has perhaps not found expression, now wells up from deep within me. I radiate this joy to those around me and into every circumstance of my life. Every contact with others becomes smoother and happier. The abundance of God flows into my life in wonderful ways. I affirm joy today as I sense, feel a sense of rightness, a sense that all is well. I experience this joy in my mind and body in every area of my life. Today, joy radiates throughout my entire being. My spirits are lifted, my needs are met. From these things, I have spoken to you that my joy be in you and that your joy may be full. John 15,
2: 11. Thank you, Irene. And now it's time for our meditation song. which is Adi Shakti,
0: take it away Mike and care? Thank you, Mike Karen and Isaac. It was wonderful. That's right. We get flat now. We can hear each other here. Okay, and now it's time for our affirmations. Let's all say them together. I am the love of God in expression. I am already thankful for all the good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. And I am at peace knowing that everything I need comes to me the perfect time and the perfect way. (laughs) We have an old slide. Sorry, sometimes we copy things. And and this week being the third Sunday of the month, we'll be saying the traditional Lord's Prayer, Penny. (laughs) Well, Penny says, no, we're we're gonna do the progressive Lord's Prayer, okay? So it's a good thing we're a flexible group. And let's all say it together. Our creator who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. For I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal immortal manifestation, all this I am, and more.
2: And now it's time for the Alleluia.
3: Alleluia.
0: And as most of you know, we're blessed to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. Um, this Sunday, Reverend Rosella Sims will be speaking about. Oh, that's right. That's in the service leaders' guide. I could print out. Well, she's going to tell us about something. I'll let her tell you what it is. Take it away, Rosella.
4: Oh, well, good morning. I love it how we wing it. It's a good thing. <laughs> I, you know, I love I love that song Adi Shakti. Is that as Is that how you pronounce that yeah Yeah. i absolutely love that song that was really a a beautiful song and the the picture that came to me when we were singing that song was that the universe is an egg and that we come to fertilize it
2: you know Mm -hmm. and so
4: we give it form and whatever our consciousness is we give it form So it's here for us in all ways. In all ways, it's available to us. And we give it form according to what we want. So today I'm going to talk to you about empathy, the key um, to forgiveness. I'm going to talk a lot about forgiveness. And what I want to start with is at the end of this life, if you were at the end of your life, when you look back at the road that you traveled, what will matter most to you? What questions will you ask yourself? I pondered this often and each time I arrive at the same conclusion, what will matter most to me will have little to do with material success or intellectual accomplishments. The money I've earned, the degrees I've acquired will do me little good as I breathe my final breaths. The questions I will ask are, have I loved well? Did I take every opportunity that I could to be kind? to show compassion, to help another? Did I miss any opportunities to forgive, to see beyond the imperfections of another and to embrace the perfection of his or her divinity? Have I loved others as much as I wanted them to love me? Did I love myself as much as I wanted others to love me? What happens when we contemplate the end of our life is that we see how precious, how very precious every moment of life really is. This moment is the most precious of all right now. And in this moment, we can choose to love. Only you can choose to become a clear channel of the divine light of love that is your true nature. Only you. When Charles Fillmore was asked to define love, he said it was the healing harmonizer of the body and the mind. I love that, think about that and what that means. It is the healing harmonizer. It harmonizes, it brings into balance that which is out of balance in our lives, in our bodies, in all of our affairs. And also, and especially, I would say, in our relationships. Loving ourselves is an important and essential part of living. But so many people don't, can't, won't. What prevents us from loving ourselves? In the book of Thomas, I often refer to the famous scripture, if you bring forth what is within you, What you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. This is a powerful truth. And it talks about the power of forgiveness. There was a uh, research done on forgiveness and its positive impact on our physical health. It was done by Dr. Sid Saranopoulos. Saranopoulos, let's say that together, Saranopoulos. He actually was out of the University of Wisconsin when he did this research. And this is what he published. The more frequently an individual reported forgiving an interpersonal hurt, the fewer numbers of different physical symptoms he or she reported, both recently and over a long period of time. Symptoms such as headaches, sore throats, fever, heartburn, skin rash, ear infections, back pain. Individuals who reported higher levels of forgiveness also reported lower frequency of occurrences of any given physical symptoms also fewer medically diagnosed chronic conditions such as diabetes and asthma and ulcers chronic bronchitis and colitis also fewer medically diagnosed heart problems as i was reading this i was remembering a friend that i had years ago who was my acupuncturist. And she was a practicing Buddhist. And I remember when she would have a situation going on in her life, immediately she would begin to do her practice of grand prostrations. And she would, it was perfect body, perfect mind, perfect speech she would go through her forgiveness practices because she knew that it was something that was out of balance that was in her. So we can see how important forgiveness is to our health, to our well-being. And I believe that if we did research on the effects of forgiveness on prosperity, such as in Uh, success in relationships, success in work, and general happiness, I believe that we would find equal or greater correlations between forgiveness and well-being. I believe that forgiveness is the key to healthy living. As Charles Fillmore did, every night before he went to sleep, he would do his forgiveness work, his practice. He would look at his day and he would forgive those who had done something to him and harmed him in any way. And he would look at himself and forgive himself. So I believe that forgiveness is the key to healthy living. And yet so many of us harbor unforgivenesses. We're not willing to let go of the wounds of our past, that injure us in some way, that have caused us life-changing moments, life-decision moments, decision-making moments. What would it take for us to give up those things, these things that sometimes take our lives from us. I have a story to share of a woman that used to be in a congregation in my second church. When she would come to church, she would struggle with a message. She would always come up to me afterwards and she would complain about something. And then she started coming to classes and in classes, she would do the same thing. She would object and complain And I thought to myself, why is she coming? She is so unhappy and really doesn't like the message here. Why is she coming? One day she called me and asked if she could come and talk to me. So I said, of course, and so she came and she shared with me that she was the very first woman or very first person to take the Catholic church to court. That she had been molested by a priest when she was very, very young. This absolutely destroyed her life because she continued to hold on to it. She never married, she never was able to work, she was never able to have relationships, and she was a very unhappy person. So this was the deciphering event that she based her whole life on and it led her to great unhappiness. When we are unwilling to forgive, it also robs us our ability for compassion and empathy. Compassion begins with empathy. Empathy is the ability to deeply understand another person's experience. It is not just an intellectual understanding, but also a heartfelt, intuitive understanding. Empathy allows us to momentarily see through the eyes of another person. It connects us deeply person to person, soul to soul. Empathy allows us to experience the other person as a unique and beautiful individual, as precious to us as we are to ourselves. It is our ability to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. And yet it is also the ability to remove those shoes when it's appropriate. To have empathy is to share another's burden, not to carry that burden for him or her, but to have, to understand it. Empathy heals and empowers both the giver and the receiver, but let us not confuse it with pity or sympathy. It is not about feeling sorry for someone, for pity sees the other person or oneself as a victim. It sees them as powerless. Pity is really about projecting our own beliefs of powerlessness and victimhood onto another person. And often it gives our egos a sense of superiority over. Empathy connects us and it leads us to compassion, where compassion then allows us to experience the divine in another and in ourselves. Compassion connects us then with God. To have compassion is a gift to the giver and the receiver, but especially to the giver. For as we give compassion, it connects us with the divine. To connect with passion or to come with passion is to come with God. By opening our hearts to the suffering of another, we connect with the divine presence within ourselves and others. other. In fact, the very word compassion means to suffer with. To have compassion is not to distance ourselves or recoil as we often do when we see someone suffering, but to be open to it and to embrace it. And in so doing, we open our hearts to the other person. We embrace that person in a deep form of love. We see God within them and within us. But it's not codependency. In the book, A Quest for Wholeness by Robert Brummett, he says, codependency means to habitually give up one's own values power or sense of self in order to be loved or accepted by someone else the codependent will vicariously live another person's experience and attempt to be loved by that person this is not motivated solely by compassion it is motivated by the codependence avoidance of his or her own hidden pain. Compassion is not codependency. It does not arise from an avoidance of one's own pain. It is not done to have superiority over anyone. For true compassion is action. True compassion is showing kindness, service, commitment, to the well-being of others and ourselves. To cultivate it, we must first love ourselves. To truly love ourselves, we must first, to truly love others, we must first love ourselves. To develop compassion for others, we must first develop compassion for ourselves. Here's a beautiful story about compassion. An eight-year-old girl became ill and was diagnosed with a life-threatening blood disease. A search went out for a donor for blood compatible with hers. As she weakened, no donor could be found. Then it was discovered that her six-year-old brother shared her rare blood type, the mother Minister and doctor sat down with the boy to ask if he he would be willing to donate his blood to save the life of his sister. Much to their surprise, he did not answer right away. He wanted some time to think it over. And after a few days, he went to his mother and said, Yes, I'll do it. The following day, the doctor brought both children to his clinic and placed them on cots next to each other. He drew a half pint of blood from the young boy's arm. Then he moved over to his sister's cot to insert the needle so that the brother could see the effects. In a few moments, color began to pour back into her cheeks and the boy motioned to the doctor to come over. He wanted to ask a question very quietly. He said, will I start to die right away? When he had been asked to donate his blood to save the life of his sister, his six-year-old mind understood the process literally. That's why he needed a few days to think about it. The young boy thought he was giving his life for his sisters. Expressed compassion in extraordinary ways. In order for you to have the most extraordinary life you can, it's important to show compassion. And in order for you to you must in order for you to do that, you must love yourself. And in order for you to do that, you must forgive. For forgiveness is the cleansing of the mind <clears throat> so that love can express itself unimpeded unimpeded through your consciousness through your mind through your body and through your life forgiveness is very powerful and yet it is often challenging if we feel unforgiveness it is because we believe that someone has hurt us and perhaps someone did if we have been hurt then healing the wound is necessary. But many lives are danced around the wound instead. Physical wounds need to be healed. So too, emotional wounds must. A big part of that healing lies in facing and discharging the hurt, the anger, the grief that are symptoms of being wounded And in order to do this, we must be willing to feel our own pain, to forgive. We must be willing to surrender our sense of rightness in favor of a higher form of justice. To forgive, we must be willing to face our own pain rather than focus on the faults of another. To forgive, we must be willing to let go, The meaning of forgive is to give over or to give away. Forgiveness is letting go of the past for a better outcome. It happened. We must face it and let it go. We must be willing to give it over and to give it to God, to bring it to the altar of light and to leave it. And if the thoughts of it are still there, we must be willing to take dominion over our thoughts through the practice of affirmations and denials. At the end of this life, when you look back at the road that you've traveled, what will matter most to you? What questions will you ask yourself? In this very moment, you can choose love. So I invite you to close your eyes with me, to take a deep breath. As we close our eyes to the outside world, let us open our eyes to the inside world, the world of light, the world of love. I invite you just to release anything that you are harboring, any resentment, any fear, any desire to even get back, to release it, to let it go. And in this moment, I invite you just to accept the love that you are the light that you are to let everything else go. To be the love, to be the light in the world. We know that life is not perfect. It wasn't meant to be. We know that we will get hurt from time to time. We must be willing to forgive, to let it go. Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. In the midst of life being life, be willing to be still. I invite you just to sit for just a few minutes in the silence and to be still and know love in the silence. Now let your heart be filled with gratitude. I come to this moment, I come to this moment with compassion, with God. And so it is, amen.
2: Thank you, Reverend Rosella.
0: Okay. And uh, now it's time for our offering prayer. And we'll say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
2: Did anyone bring
0: down a thing? No. Just go around like this.
2: Okay.
0: I didn't bring a half. We actually have a... Where? A little offering basket that's over there somewhere. Right back there. <laughs> A
2: little
0: bowl. I think it's hiding behind the flowers.
2: Straight back there. Straight back on the table, middle of the table, in the
5: back. Oh. Playing <laughs> I gotta leave. Love you guys.
0: Hey, what time is it?
4: Uh, Two o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thanks for staying up with us.
2: Okay. Bye bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow.
0: Thank you, Jerry. Now it's time for a blessing of thanks. And we'll say it all together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Now it's time for our healing prayer. And as usual, I would like to send a prayer out for the best possible outcome for everyone being affected by the terrible situation on the other side of the world. I saw a little boy holding his phone out and showing some soldiers his kitty that he had to leave behind when he fled Ukraine. And uh, so I also wanna pray for all the pets and all the small wild animals, the large wild animals out there being affected by this. If you have uh, someone you would like to pray for, feel free to unmute and shout out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. beloved mother father god we ask for the highest and greatest good for our brothers and sisters and endeavor to see them through your eyes knowing all is in divine order amen Now it's time for a prayer of protection. Let's all say it together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Now it's time for our peace zone. So if you're on Zoom, go to gallery view. So you can see everybody and we're all going to gather together right here in unity and take it away, Karen, Michael and Isaac. today's service possible. Really appreciate speaker reader and our musicians coming in from all across the United States and everybody else who could join us. Sorry you're not here for some potluck food. We'll go over there we'll all eat a little something for you. I'm going
1: to have a piece of pie for you, Tom. All right. All right. Nice nicely done, Johnny. Nicely done. Oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs>